everyone and welcome to the western oklahoma sports podcast powered by right media and 97.3 the score i'm chuck ramsey the law dog here with you for our weekly rendezvous here on the airwaves and uh, i tell you john matthews my uh, co-host here with me today and uh, john you're from the dfw area and i know that you were probably up late last night well not too late seemed like that game went pretty quick but uh it's got to be a special feeling to know that your texas rangers and and i'll claim them today too got the got the special hat on uh are now world series champs erasing as in the words of eric nadell and matt hicks erasing the ghosts of 2011 john matthews what do you think about your uh your team getting it done Man, we were so excited last night. It's kind of hard because I, as a fan of Texas Rangers my whole life, man, I let's win it, win it right now. Let's get it, especially after 2011. But as uh, for personal reasons and maybe trying to find some tickets, Game Six <laughs> would have been really cool to go watch. Well, you uh, you I, went was, to Game Two and they lost. So how about know, how about you were going to skip it anyway? Of bad luck, but no, uh, no, getting no hit through six innings and you're kind of like, okay, one run may do it, and then they just kind of blow it open, especially with the air in center field and. I, my mom, I called my mom who she was actually at the stadium at the globe life field, watching it live oh, watching yeah. The, yeah. You know, with her 20,000 closest friends. And they, uh, they, the place just went nuts. I'm oh, on the yeah. phone with her trying to talk to her. And all you hear is screaming and shouting and fireworks <laughs> going off. And uh, it was no, a really cool feeling. I remember being at the old ballpark, not the two ballparks ago, watching Nolan Ryan as a kid where you could bring, you know, five bucks to get in, bring yeah. your own cooler, bring your own hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's, I, I was never more disappointed than I was in 2010, 2011, yeah. and so excited now. Well, as a special treat to you, John, I'm uh, going to bring on a good friend of mine who I used to uh, have on as a regular guest when I worked in Seymour, Texas, and we did Law Dog Sports down there. But he is John Moore. He's from the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. And I tell you, I stumbled upon John Moore uh, probably back in 2018. And John is just, I mean, if, if it's Rangers and it's something going on there, some sort of analysis you need, he is the guy. And you can catch them also on Facebook and Twitter, Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. He is on Twitter as the Recliner Nerd. John Moore, good to see you again. And under these circumstances, how amazing that these Texas Rangers are 2023 World Series champions. What are you talking about? I was watching a Golden Girl. <laughs> you're, watching, you're watching Golden Bachelor. <laughs> you, oh. I didn't even know it was still going. I'm sorry. No, it's been, uh, it's, it's been incredible, obviously. Uh, like John said, I mean, I first of all, getting a chance to cover the team now uh, with Jeff. I'm actually at, we're, we're at Rangers Today baseball podcast. Now. Oh, okay. My bad. I, well, I, we, I joined Jeff a couple of years ago, Jeff Wilson, who writes for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Yeah. Uh, when, he, when he got let go there, he started rangerstoday.com. We started the Rangers Today baseball podcast. Um, I'm credentialed. I mean, like John yeah. said, uh, um, I said the same thing. Jeff was in Arizona. I've been to, you know, the two home World Series games. I was there for when they beat the Oreos. I was actually in the locker room with the beer spraying and all of that um, and having fun. So while it would have been amazing to be able to go on the field and to get in there for the champagne spray and all of that, um, I texted Jeff before the game and said, my heart can't take it. (laughs) Just get it done. (laughs) Go ahead and bring it home and I'll be at the parade. Yeah, yeah. We get to be a part. We're gonna we get to meet with the players for about an hour before the parade and do all kinds of interviews and do that. And then uh, we'll be by the stage, I guess, when they do the thing at the end. But um, I was fine. I was ready to get it over with, and and it is. And it was a long time. I I will not uh, confirm or deny whether tears were rolling down my face. But uh, <laughs> you and a lot uh, of others <laughs> last night, buddy. Yeah, I, I I went to my first game in 1974. So wow. when I was seven years old. So. Uh, this is a long time coming. Yeah. John Matthews, uh, I tell you, uh, when when I came across John Moore and, and he was doing a, a podcast with a different organization back then, uh, we were a Rangers affiliate at KSEY and Seymour, and I said, man, this guy knows his stuff. We're going to get him on here. So in the analytical questions, John, that we'll just dive into, John Moore, uh, Bruce Bochy's effect in season one <laughs> on this Rangers team, it, it it just can't be understated. 
No, I can't. And I, you know, I never blamed uh, Chris Woodward and said all along he just didn't have the talent uh, or that there. But the difference between Woodward and and uh, Bochi and handling a bullpen has been amazing. I know we've all many times said, why are you bringing in this guy or why are you bringing in that guy? But he he is, I, I tell you what he is, and every player has told me this, it's the calming presence that he has. He never gets flustered. He never, you go to the one of the toughest losses when they lost game five against uh, Houston and they were going to have to go back to Houston and they lost that game. Um, he acted like, look, this, this happens. We got to go down there and win two. He wasn't, you know, Tori Lavello was pretty um, emotional after game one when they gave up the Corey Seager uh, home run and then the walk-off, and you could tell he was a little shook. Uh, one of the nicest guys, I was in there for that press conference. He was just amazing. You know, didn't you know? Didn't complain about anything except that, you know, people asked him, could, would you have watched, should you have watched, walked Corey Seager there? And he said, hey, it's real easy to play Monday morning quarterback oh, yeah. after the fact, and I probably will. He goes, but I had my closer in the game. We're trying to close out a game. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know if I would do it different, you know, knowing the results or whatever. I, I can't say that, but sure, I'll probably think about it. Yeah. And I, I take my hat off to that and go, that's a guy being totally honest and not going, no way. I never try to walk him. I try to get the, you know, he, he was just being real. Yeah. And I really, I really appreciated that. Yo, what did you think last night when uh, you saw Chapman coming in? <laughs> he gives me very lots of mixed emotions at times. I don't know how I feel. I have lots of text messaging groups that go, <laughs> oh, no, Chapman, no, Chapman. And then, yay, Chapman, yay, Chapman. <laughs> so I was like you. I mean, Chapman is a you, – you don't know what Chapman's going to do until he throws the first pitch. And it depends on how bad out of the zone it is whether you, you know, you don't know what you're going to face now. So, but I did text Jeff to say, is anybody warming? Tell me Leclerc's up at least. Um, and he did the or fours. Uh, and he, and he told me, yes, fours is warming. And I was like, okay, so he's not going to be, you know, if he can get an out or whatever, they're, they're going to go to, they're going to get him out of there if they need to. And of course, spores was just amazing with what he's done. Hey, I called for spores to be released. Um, I used to make fun of him earlier in the year. I called it the DFA. Uh, he was playing the DFA Minecraft game where he somehow kept or t DFA Tetris. He oh, kept wow. avoiding being DFA somehow, but they saw something in him and look what he's turned into once he's fully healthy and he's got that, that slider going, man, that's one of the, I look back now and thank God I'm not running an organization. I would have DFA. <laughs> well, and, and you mentioned, you know, spores coming in, but I mean, Nathan Eovaldi, that, that quality oh. of start that they got from him and to go as long as he did and get out of jams. I mean, yeah, the, the Diamondbacks picture had a no, no going through what six, but I mean, yeah with those no-nos in a, in a nothing, nothing game, I think the pressure's more on that guy than there is on, on the other team. But that's just, that's what I think. Oh, if all the runners in the corners every inning, I mean, yeah. give me five walks in, walk five people. And <laughs> no, I don't, I mean, don't be wrong. Super ground, proud of the defense behind him, but woo, it was a nerve wracking six innings. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's strange. He, 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 yeah, he didn't. That was probably one of his worst games he's pitched. But man, he is a different player with guys on base. Um, he's just a different pitcher. He, he attacks more. He he moves that ball around. He's gotten himself out of so many jams this year. Um, but you know, the big thing was who was going to score first because every team that has scored first had won every game in this series. Wow, that's amazing. And so he, I, I thought for sure there were at least what was they where they were oh for nine with runners in scoring position the diamondbacks were when they when he got out of that last jam and they were oh for nine i, I kind of that was the part right there when i said oh my gosh <laughs> this, this may not be their night yeah i mean this this may not be setting up for the diamondbacks yeah well and uh you mentioned their manager at arizona i thought he was a class act i i i came to like him uh hadn't really watched any diamondbacks through the season but during the series uh, definitely a quality manager. They'll they'll be. I mean, and that brings me to my next question. These two teams that played in the World Series, we saw the Houston Astros with a window once their young talent started to develop. Once they started to get some experience, got past that hump, maybe by you know means not not very very uh, legitimate, but whatever the case. Um, I'm a I'm a fan of of these of these teams doing what's necessary, and obviously Chris Young has got a pulse on, on what's going on, but man, I also love these old school managers coming in and managing these teams. And what's the window for this Texas Rangers team going forward? 
pretty good, to tell you the truth, because, you know, they did it right. Hey, by the way, if you're not giving John Daniels any credit, you're, you're, you're just being Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, yes, I had my issues with J.D., but you're exactly right. We used to talk about that constantly. It so didn't come up. I mean, every interview last night. Did it? Yeah. Well, he started this. He was the one that started the rebuild in 17. Um, I think they kind of went for it a little bit in 20. They were opening the stadium, um, and they went out and did the trade for uh, Corey Kluber and thought this was a chance that they could, you know, they, they thought the rotation at the beginning of the year was going to be pretty good. And then COVID hit. Nobody got to warm up like they wanted to. Nobody got to go through uh, spring training like they were supposed to. All of that mm-hmm. happens and kind of ruined it all. But J.D. was the one that started building the farm system back up, and yeah. you need that. So both the Diamondbacks and the Rangers have a deep farm system. Um, in fact, the Diamondbacks have the number one prospect in baseball um, and will probably, and that's, uh, what's his name, uh, Jackson Holiday, who oh, yeah. will probably Matt be Holiday's up in the Rangers number two in Wyatt Langford who's going to be there pretty quick too, but they've got deep systems and you need a deep system. You can, once you get your farm system in place, then you go spend your money on your free agents and you build your team there. But when you've got the, when you've got the, the, the farm system, that's got talent, you got two things. You got depth in case there's injuries. Look what Evan Carter did this year. Uh, look what, you know, um, bringing up some of the rookies, JP Martinez came up for a little bit and did some stuff. You know, you had some depth to fill in Ezekiel Duran, those guys that kind of came up and filled in and did their job. But then at the trade deadline, you've also got the attractive prospects and that's your other currency. And when you needed to go get another starting pitcher and some bullpen help, that's what you went and did. And then again, Austin Chelios, I mean, Austin Hedges, sorry. Uh, Austin Hedges just, uh, what, a, what, a, what a move that was right there. They, you know, uh, at the time, Heim was still hurt. Didn't know exactly when he was going to come back. And they go get the best the, the best framer in baseball. He wasn't going to hit. We all knew that. But he came in here, and then they didn't uh, – we thought for sure he'd get DFA'd after Heim came back, and they kept him and kept a three-man uh, – yeah. three-catcher roster. Yeah. Um, and, and Austin Hedges was the spark plug of this team and never hit the field. We're visiting with John Moore of the – tell me that name again one more time, John. It's Oh, this is important. Right. Go ahead. Say it, John Moore. Texas – yeah. Oh, oh, Rangers Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. Let me write that down. Oh, no, no, no. Like. We need to talk about Austin Hedges for a second. Anybody seen his, uh, uh, I guess, supposed attire that he went on? I wish I knew what show he was on, uh, claiming when the Texas Rangers win the World Series, uh, what he's going to be wearing <laughs> to the parade tomorrow. No, what was it? It's uh, It's Chaps. Uh, without a backside, I oh, think there's no. a word for that. And a cowboy hat is is, <laughs> of course is, is his plan. You Google it, you'll find it. it was, I wish I knew a podcast he was on. John, did you see that? I, I, I've heard about it. I, I will tell you this. I imagine the Texas Rangers will not allow the assless chaps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that will be uh, You know, have y'all, have y'all heard the story about uh, his butt and what number's on the butt or whatever? No. John may okay, have. So, well, when Bruce Bochy, when they won against the Oreos uh, or whatever it was, it might have been the Oreos or uh, anyway, Bochy came in and did his first little bit. And he always says something before they spray him down. And he says, where's Hedgy? What's the number on your butt? Well, Hedges, <laughs> Hedges, Jeff wrote a story today. Jeff, my partner, Jeff Wilson, wrote a story today about what's the deal with Hedges' butt. So apparently what he would do, they have a hit, hitters and pitchers meeting and all of that before games and Hedges was coming in and he was doing a countdown on his, he would wear just his jock strap and he would do a countdown on his butt and he would write whatever number they needed to win. And so, and uh, that's what he was doing. And that's why Bochy was made that comment about what's the number on Hedges butt. And so uh, that was pretty funny, but Hedges is man, that guy just fun to talk to also. He just, Oh, unbelievable. This is a guy that didn't even play, and he kept getting on the MLB network. I think his future is going to be in a booth somewhere. <laughs> We're visiting with John Moore of the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast, an expert uh, Texas Rangers analyst that I call. And uh, John Matthews, I think you were about to roll out a question here on the Western Oklahoma yeah, Sports Podcast. I mean, everybody talks about the you know the end of the season and the chance to win the division there, and you could argue it was all in the Rangers' hands, and it didn't work, couldn't win on the road, and then all of a sudden they go from that to, to winning every single road game possible in the in the playoffs all the way to to the world series yeah somebody what, said what? they're losers and they're done back about that time that that i shared no, the i was air so with. angry i was so mad <laughs> go yeah. ahead john 
Well, they. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking a question. No, they. No, what's different? I guess what what changed? What all of a sudden made them a better road team in a just playoff baseball? From everything that I've heard, it was the flight from Seattle to Tampa. Um, on the plane, the, all of a sudden they just stepped back and started and started playing cards, and they started thinking about it, and basically told themselves, "Okay, this is real now. Now it's the playoffs. We're here." Um, we, we messed this up and you got to remember they lost that last game one to nothing. They just walked into the best pitcher in the league. Um, and Seattle, unlike Arizona, Seattle did what you're supposed to do. It's, it's kind of an unwritten rule that if there are playoff implications, you should run out a good team, even if your team's eliminated and they put their best pitcher, who is their, their, their ace. They let him go to the mound on that last game on Sunday afternoon. They let him go to the mound, and he shut down the Rangers for, what, six, seven innings, whatever he did, and the Rangers ended up losing one to nothing. And uh, and and then what did Arizona do? Arizona ran out basically a double-A squad to play the Astros on the last day. And, and you know, a lot of people were <laughs> semi-ticked at that. But you know what? The Rangers had a chance. They didn't win it. They they uh, Seattle put out the, a team because they kind of do the the way you're supposed to unwritten where you know there's playoff implications we're not just gonna just roll over I imagine now they weren't gonna stretch him uh, they were only gonna let him go so far but he he pitched great and ended up going I think five or six innings whatever it was yeah. maybe so I can't remember exactly but um, and on that flight they were disappointed got on the flight and then all of a sudden someone broke out the cards they started playing cards and they started thinking about it and they progressed on this I mean they ran through Tampa. I mean, I thought they would lose in Tampa, yeah. uh, and they they ran through the, the Rays. And when that happened, you thought, wow, okay, I'm starting to see something. And then when they went and took care of the Oreos in Baltimore and got a game back to Texas for a home game, um, that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah, just a, a tremendous run, and and so do. And I I think I posted last night on the Law Dog Sports page on Facebook about my uh, history with the Rangers. Never, I was always an Astros fan. And, and then when they were in different leagues and I spent a summer with my brother uh, who had cable and back then it was prime networks uh, that 89 season, they were, they were on the air and it was Franco and Sierra and Palmero and Nolan Ryan. It was just a, a great, and that really became my affinity for the Rangers. And then also Oklahoma city where I was a police officer for so long, uh, was the AAA affiliate forever when they they were the eighty yeah, ers the Red Hawks? Yeah, the Red, then they became the Red Hawks, but they were uh, I I don't think they stayed with the Rangers very long once they moved down to uh, Bricktown and became the Red Hawks. But the eighty ers were just a, a staple for minor league baseball in the Rangers system. But um, I gotta say, John, following you on social media, um, how punchable is Jeff Passan's face? Just just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems extremely punchable. I don't know. So uh, I met him for the first time yeah. uh, down on the sideline there. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he, he made no qualms about it. He didn't care who won. He was going to root for whoever won game one because he's been on the road apparently for about two months. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got to go to the baseball winter meetings. But uh, bless you know, his, he, he's, bless he's, his he's rich like, little heart. <laughs> yeah. He seems like a pretty good guy. The yeah. guy that drives me crazy is so Sherman. Uh, I think that's the one. Is that the guy that had the really almost lost his mind because because Degrom signed with the Rangers? Oh John yeah, had, yeah, he is. He 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 lost all bodily functions and couldn't <laughs> understand. And you're going to go to a team that'll never win and da 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 da. Yeah, you know, and the Mets ended up trading away. Man, I had <laughs> a good time on Twitter last night with the Mets fans. Somebody, I think it was talking baseball on Twitter, shared the. Uh, the DeGrom press conference from last year when he signed with the Rangers and all, all the Mets fans and their comments about going to a worse team and stuff. Oh, it's just beautiful, beautiful. Uh, all right. right. So exit question, John, and uh, we'll, we'll get you out of here. But, uh, you know, just the way you've covered the Rangers during this time that I've known you, and, and I know you go back a long, lot ways further than that. I mean, you know, I'm not saying you'll order a ring, but, I mean, you've got to feel like you're quite a bit a part of this. Well, you know, look, I, I started, I got my first credential in, in 19 and that's when you and I first yeah. started. That was my first credential and it was just a daily credential. It wasn't anything uh, big, but this, these last two and a half, three seasons, I've had a full season credential. I would have gotten credentials on the road if I traveled. Um, but being in there, being a part of the room, getting to know the players and meet them, it's personal for me. But some of these guys, though, have covered them. You know, Evan Grant's been there for 26 years. Jeff's been there since 2008, 
covering them. You realize how close these people get to these guys. I'm close with some of the players. My my the closest one. I've, I made a comment about it. There's one player on the team that if I ran into him at a restaurant would probably invite me and my family to sit down and eat with him, and that's Travis Jankowski. And he's just become a buddy. Oh, I mean, he's just cool. really, really super nice guy. So so excited for him to get in and play these last two games and and all of that. Him and his wife have four beautiful kids. They've adopted one. Um, just met them after they beat the Oreos. I was down on the field and. Um, after they, and the family run around, I was taking photos of their family together and their, their little adopted boy was <laughs> not awesome. bothering me. He's just really cute. And, uh, and all of that, and they just had a baby, you know, and all of that, but Travis, but the, the, all of these guys, that room is crazy. Even, even Corey Seager was getting, you know, he's, he's always so reserved, but he yeah. was getting friendly, you know, and talking and doing all of that. And, uh, so it's just, uh, I don't know. Ordering a ring, I don't know, but I'm probably a little too humble for that. I, yeah. I'm kind of like Seeger, and I don't want to talk about myself too much. Sure. So, um, getting the ring, I, but hey, if they offered me one, yeah, I no would not. Kidding. I would not turn it down. But I'm not a. I'm not a member of the organization, so yeah. I'm, I, I don't expect them to uh, approach me on it. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. If uh, the Weatherford Eagles win Class Four A basketball this year, I'm getting a ring. I, I've gone my whole life without a championship ring. I'm getting one. So, anyway, <laughs> there you go. All right, Jay Matt, you got anything for John Moore before we cut him no, loose? No, no. I thought it was cool that uh, I think you saw this too, John. The Mavericks at the end of their game, they had they they switched it over to the end of the Rangers game, and they let the fans stay and watch. And I thought that was a pretty cool for Mark Cuban and those guys and a shout out to all DFW. It was, uh, it was fun. John, is it weird at all being now? I said, I didn't have anything in my head went this way. Is it weird at all? You know, Beltre, Young, Andrus, uh, it just seemed like there was just a legacy the last 10, 15, you know, five years ago. And then kind of a whole new roster, I guess, if you will, does that feel a little different or whatever it takes to win a ring? Yeah. So I think, I think every team goes through that. Look, I, I, I tweeted out earlier, you know, the, Big thanks to to that entire 2010 2011 group of guys who who made us think it's possible to win a World Series. You go back to the 90s when they went on their runs in the 90s and they would make the playoffs and lose in the first round. That mm-hmm. look, I've been following this team since '74. That's those teams of the 90s set it up to where we thought, wow, there's a chance these guys can make the playoffs now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, because they didn't make the playoffs until 1994. So you know, and then after that, you got 2010 11. Those guys set it up that maybe we can win the World series these guys did it but man that foundation was laid in the 90s and it gave ranger fans a little hope each year as it goes on and now let's be honest every team goes to spring training they all no matter whether you finish last or you finish first you go in kind of with that you know hey we're going to be good we expect to be good and you know half of it's kind of roll your eyes at this year the texas rangers will go to spring training go we expect to be playing for a world series they're going to mean it yeah because they just did Uh, and there's not there's not a lot falling off so um that's that window i was talking about but it's fun hey john are you going to be out there tomorrow no, no, I thought about my ass chat. No, I, my, in fact, it's funny. My brother-in-law texted me. My mom is texting me. They all want to drive up, but I, I promised my kids we were staying home this weekend unless we went to the game. God, I want to go, though. Take them down there, John. Yeah, no, that's not a bad Get idea. on the road. You're, you're on the road every weekend. Just go. John Moore from the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast and my good friend and uh, has helped me out a long, lot, lot of the way uh, trying to do uh, some sort of radio or podcast and give it some legitimacy. You are, you are the cream of the crop, my friend, and it's great to catch up with you. Thanks, Chuck. It's been good. Great to hear from you. Yeah, anytime. Just give me a heads up. I'd love to jump on. We and, may give you a hot and, stove uh, call. <laughs> Take care. John Moore from the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. And I tell you, John Matthews, uh, juggling two Johns is uh, got a little difficult for me there for a second. But, uh, you know, it's uh, you did good. Yeah. So thank you. But no, uh, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Just an amazing run and an amazing way to finish out the season. Just do- really dominant. I mean, you, you win all those games on the road. You're kind of pulling pulling the team's heart out and showing it to them while it's still beating. Uh, sorry for the violent imagery, but that's just, <laughs> you know, just I mean, that's just a that's just such a disheartening way to to lose a series and they did it to Houston and they then they did it to Arizona um you know and and I I remember back to the belly aching I think after the Dodgers fell out and the Braves fell out you know all their fans went to social media belly aching that you know these series don't really determine you know it shouldn't be you know wild card and blah blah go win the series you get multiple chances to win it and if you can't then you're not you're not the champion you know 
No, I yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. Speaking of champion, do you, what size hat you wear? I, I I have a fitted hat that is too small for my head. Oh, I think I'm a seven and uh, what is it, seven and three eighths or something like that. Seven, I'm a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, I said, you, squeezing you, a, a seven and three eighths. I got I got you. It's not a little present from the oh, game. Oh, okay. Well, we might do that. Right. Hey, uh, I tell you, we got a lot more to cover real quick, and not a lot of time to cover it. Is just an amazing visit with John Moore. And uh, I tell you, John, football is uh, wrapping up this week, and I tell you, it's a situation where uh, I don't know if they meant to try to you know get Coach John Higby over at Clinton to stroke out, but man, to to go on the road and fall to cash the the district isn't lost, but they they can't mess around with Woodward tonight tomorrow night. Uh, four and one in district, same record as Elk City, and uh, I know they're going to you know I mean they'll go up and take care of business with Woodward, but man, you you know how about you? not make it so interesting in the final week yeah i mean you're right a game so i don't know if anything you could argue that was a good thing the way it happened because clinton's been sure. rolling they've beaten everybody and all this and and i know higby never ever ever once said that would ever get his players thinking that but maybe it's a little bit of a we don't have to read our own press clippings and they have a tough practice and and, and kind of give it because you're they're beating woodward woodward's a, a jv team at this yeah, point uh, john, john marshall beat woodward if that says anything mm-hmm. uh so i i think that's not necessarily a question but sometimes a loss kind of right here before the playoffs is, yeah. is a good thing yeah it probably probably i mean in the end it doesn't hurt anything but you remember me saying that uh the percentage chances that district two could could go four no against district one are probably higher than they have been in the past yeah, no, you're still very confident. We know you're a District 2 fan. You I'm not like, a fan. Oh, I, I hate them. I, I despise them. It, it, I hate Newcastle. I hate Tuttle. I don't hate Blanchard. Blanchard's been all right to us, and, and I haven't got to deal with Bethany. But uh, Tuttle and Newcastle, mm, no, not a big fan. We're outside for the playoff game for Weatherford. We're broadcasting uh, from outside in the visitor stands. That's I put this thing too because that whole stadium I drove through there. It's a nice facility. It looks well, they like. have a new press box that they've been building, but apparently it's not prepared for anybody to be in it. And uh, so I, I reached out to that school's uh, you know administrator and found out that we will be in the visitor stands. So uh, look for the big coyote tent because I'm not I'm not taking a chance of getting rained on if it, <laughs> if there's any weather. But yeah, we'll be outside broadcasting from the visitor stands, and you know which is better because normally Tuttle will put the visiting broadcasters in the home stands. So you know just whatever. But T- Newcastle did that. T- I mean I put this on on social media yesterday, John, I did class a last year, all season, 11 games and was outside once. And I won't even, I won't even hack on the group that, that had us out there because they really didn't have anything for anybody. But then, you know, four a, this will be the third time I'll be broadcasting outside. It's just, that's just a joke. I mean, I, and, and Max Patton voice for Sayer Eagles called out, you know, that Thomas has, just amazing press box plus a visitor's press box is like, yeah, they are the true Cadillac of press boxes. So I know it's first yeah, world problems, the, but you got to blame the communities, right? I mean, that's where bonds and things have to be passed. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not paying attention to everybody. So well, I can't, yeah, but, but I mean, you know, it's Tuttle and Newcastle. There's more money flowing through there than anybody could shake a stick at. I've seen, I've got friends that live in Grady County that tell me what their property taxes are. They, they can afford it. So just, Newcastle, Bethany, that's a big game this week. Yeah, right? it, it is. Decides. That will determine determine who uh, the winner of district one gets to face that's tomorrow night and then Tuttle and Blanchard pretty much uh, etched out we know that Weatherford will travel to to, to Tuttle and we know that I'm going to say probably cash that's another district matchup tomorrow night in district one uh, cash and Chickasha but I, I would probably favor cash pretty heavily in that one if you're sitting in Oak City right now who are you rooting for tomorrow night uh, they probably want Bethany Okay, I, I would think if I'm Elk City and I've got to take on the third place team, uh, I don't th- I don't know that Elk City wants any part of Newcastle, and I, okay. I say that based on Weatherford playing them, and then also uh, just some of the things that that Newcastle's able to do. Now I could be wrong, but I, I know they won the game. I know they had five interceptions, but I just don't think they're better than Weatherford. And people can call me out all they want. And, you know, but uh, I didn't see anything from Elk City other than able to exploit a kid in his first start uh, a bit that that really made me think that, you know, they were they were just really all that. No, it makes sense. And I'm just just curious. And like I said, in the end, you still yeah. go play the game. Oh, yeah. And I, that's I why could be I like totally wrong. Weatherford. 
five turnovers and still, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. still was in the game. Yeah, you had a pick distance. six and four other interceptions, and you you win by a touchdown. You're, you know, so the, but it may also be the fact that Weatherford's just you know an an inch here or there close to to being a truly you know uh, a thorough team. It's hard to say, but. Um, but Blanchard is the real deal uh, in 4A, Wagner, Poto, uh, even Cushing. I've got a cousin that uh, his grandson plays for Cushing. They are solid. So, you know, you, you've got to win that first-round matchup somehow, some way, and then figure out where the chips fall after that. Question. Uh, this is jumping around. This is go, I'm jumping out of Class oh, yeah. B for just a second just because yeah. I promised a friend I would. Uh, are the ceiling Wildcats the real deal? I think they are. And, and the reason I say that is because they've beaten the best teams in Class B. They've beaten Laverne and OBA, I believe. And so by saying that, their coach, Gary Manuel, who uh, we interviewed back um, probably after, I think it was after their big win against against Laverne. Uh, no, not Laverne. Um we're, th- we're talking B. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get Class B. Class yeah, B. No, no, you're good. I, uh, Laverne. I mean, they haven't played a second half. I mean, I think they had to go into the third quarter like yeah. once this season. So in, in week in week two and week three, they faced Laverne and Oklahoma Bible. Uh, both those teams are eight and one. Ceiling beat both of them. But Gary Manuel, the, uh, the head coach for the Wildcats, said, you know, it was kind of the same thing last year. Uh, we, we lost, of course, I think they lost one and won one last year. And then one, I think Oklahoma Bible got them back in the, in the semifinals or something. It was something like that. But so, you know, that's the thing about class B eight man is, is you play the regular season. And then by the time the playoffs come, uh, it, it can be Katie bar the door, but I, I would probably, I, I would say the smart money's on ceiling going ahead and, and taking that. It'll be fun. And then uh, is anybody else looking? I'm trying to think of who's looking to make a deep run. The hidden comments, is that still maybe a man? I don't know. It's such a hot start. What happened? I hate to say that it's two years in a row that I've covered uh, Western Oklahoma football. They've, they've started out like gangbusters, then kind of fell at the end. Um, you know, Western Heights, they, they, they huh? Sorry. Go ahead. I'll Western, go. Western Heights, they lost 42-40 back on October 6th, and then they had the meat of their district schedule, Crescent and Minko, and those are two high-quality teams. But the way they went out and played against Cashin, who I think is, I think this is the year if people want to get Cashin to do it, uh, but they'll wrap up with Watonga. We may – I think I've got to call head coach Corey Duncan for a uh, pregame interview for him here just a little bit, but that game is tomorrow night uh, at Watonga, or I'm sorry, at Hinton. So it's senior night for the Comets. And, you know, I hope Coach Grant Potter and the Comets are able to do something. But then also, um, and that's the thing is they have to, well, let me see. I think they've got to win over Christian Heritage. So they have to win that game to make the playoffs because Christian Heritage is two and three, Hinton's one and three in district. And they've got the head-to-head, so they have to beat Watonga tomorrow night to make the playoffs. If they start out five and zero and miss the playoffs two years in a row, that's I think they were five and one last year, but uh, that, that's tough. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, and then on the flip side of that, Thomas Terriers going up to Hooker, yep. uh tomorrow night, and that they win that game, they get to host a playoff game. Um, not sure about that. Uh, Why am I wrong? They lost to Moreland. They would. Let's see. Moreland has. I've got Texoma. Hooker in second, right? And then I've got yeah. Moreland is four. Well, I guess if Moreland wins two, you're right. Then there would be a three-way yeah, Moreland's tie. Moreland's got Texoma. Right. I would favor them pretty heavily in that one. And then uh, Hooker, uh, if Hooker were to lose, I guess they could fall to fourth. Thomas would hold on to. Thomas needs to hope for a Texoma upset somehow, some way, because the fact they're both four and two, them and Moreland. Uh, get the win versus Hooker. Yeah, if if somehow Texoma pulled the upset on Moreland and they were able to beat Hooker, they would be in second place. And then you're talking about, here's the thing, John. I think Boone Apache out of District 2 is really, really good. I'm not really sold on Walters or Mangum or Hobart in three in 2, 3, and 4 in that district. So uh, Walters is pretty solid, but I don't think that's a team that Thomas couldn't take care of. But Boone Apache, I think, is pretty good. You're right. Look at the points. It does look like if for some reason Thomas beats Hooker and it's a three-way tie, Moreland does their thing, then yeah. nothing changes. Hooker stays two, Thomas stays three. I think and so. And then Moreland. 
Say and, four. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, but so basically you just don't want to be four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that, that's why they play the games. But I, I know out of District 2, I would probably say Apache. And I always called them Boone Apache when I was on uh, Friday Night Finals because I think they are a combined school. But they're just Apache on the rankings. And uh, they, I think they are a, a very good team. And they take on, actually, uh, they travel to Carnegie tomorrow night, Coach Schuyler Watson and Coach uh, – oh, um, Daggone it was at Watonga last year. Uh, Coleman. Uh, was it Weatherford? Was it Watonga last uh Daggone it. What's cool? I'm sorry. About Carnegie? At Carnegie. Uh, assistant at Carnegie. He was at he was Skyler Watson? Skyler. Oh, assistant. Yeah, assistant. Um Cole. Um Coach Cole. Daggone it. You know who I'm talking about. He was at Watonga last year. He, he helped us set up the media class. Dang it. <laughs> oh, I have, I cannot help you at all here. Man, so you sorry. suck. All right. Um, so anyways, yeah, football on tap tomorrow night. Also tonight, Corn Bible Academy on a Thursday, uh, they take on uh, Geary in a play, and that's a play-in game for the playoffs as uh, the winner of that will have a lock on fourth place in District 2. Uh, tough district there. John Tipton is just so good. They're 9-0. and They're ranked number one. And they are they're just really good. And they've they've kind of run roughshod through that district with Mountain View and uh, Mountain View Godibo, Geary and Corn Bible. But, uh, you know, and, and I thought to myself, because Corn is Corn Bible's hosting Geary, uh, I really thought to myself, you know, maybe I ought to get out and head. I guess they're in Clinton. Is that Corn Bible oh, Academy the where Corn they Bible play? Academy, they are in Clinton. Are they at home? Yeah, they're at home against uh, against Geary. That's yeah, a, I mean, that's, that's a where the campus is. Game. But I don't know if they're playing – I don't know enough about their campus. Are they either. still playing corn where their football field is or are they have a football <laughs> they, field? We'll have to check. So, uh, anyways, hey, uh, I'm going to be at the scrimmage today, I believe 4 or 4.30. Weatherford is scrimmaging uh, Westmore uh, in basketball. So, uh, go out and see how the Eagles look uh, without CJ. And then uh, also want to give a shout-out to Creek Williams, uh, our uh, friend uh, from Weatherford, the rodeo, uh, high school rodeoer, and uh, he won some big money last Sunday in Elk City at a team roping deal. So uh, we mentioned that on the sports. But I tell you, John, it's just one of those situations where things are going on so rampantly around here. Uh, it it just really is picking up. Swasu, how about Swasu Volleyball with a chance to uh, – they, they're at Southern Nazarene tonight. I think they can lock up first place. They can. Yeah, no, which is it's just crazy because they didn't think that was even possible. Like We thought it was another Josh Collins second-place finish, yeah. uh, which is notorious for. But, yeah, no, they can lock it up. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, your words, not mine, Coach. <laughs> uh, whatever. Second, and you look at uh, – you look at uh, next week, next Thursday, their last home game, uh-huh. Northwestern's coming. And yeah. I'm hoping that game means nothing and we can just talk so much trash and oh, yeah. just roll through them as that'll be a fun game to go to. Well, Basketball did, starts too. Well, that's coming up. God, how is this happening so fast? And we lost to Northwestern at Albo. That that needs to mean something. We need to we need to pound yeah. them. I tell no, you. I get rowdy there in the I guess is it called the Pioneer Center now? Is that the new name? It's not Pioneer Sailor anymore. Yeah, because there's no longer they don't no yeah. longer offer cellular service. I think I, maybe So no more PCEC? I think it's just P C E Wait, Pioneer P Pioneer Events P E C the PEC. P E C it's yeah, the PEC. PEC. Um hey, real quick on volleyball, you know, how how valuable was it back on the 17th when they welcomed in West Texas A&M and uh took them to five five matches, five sets. That was Yeah, I think a, cu- a couple things there. Of course, it's just confidence-wise, right? So you've got the number 1 team defending champs. I think they're number 2 or 3 currently in the nation. They won the national championship last year and you realize that you could compete with them. Like yeah. not only compete with them, you could argue they should have won every set that match. I mean, West Texas A&M had to come from behind most of those matches and, mm-hmm. and they were in them. And, and I think if anything, it's that confidence of, Hey, we are a good volleyball team. Yeah. Like this, we can beat anybody. We can hang with anybody. Uh, if we just listen to the coaching and we believe in ourselves and swing hard and, and be smart. And no, I know I, that was huge. Even though it was so disappointing Losing in that fifth set, mm-hmm. I I think you came out of that with like, hey, we are one of the top teams in the country when we play play like it. Yeah, uh, Swasu soccer is uh, kind of picking up steam as they got a one nil win at Oklahoma Baptist yesterday, and uh, OBU's uh, second in the GAC standings, and uh, they traveled to Bethany on Saturday to take on Southern Nazarene. They come away with that one, and uh, they bump themselves up into third place. 
Uh, actually, yeah, they, they would be tied with OBU in, well, I'm not sure who the, the point system always kind of gets me. Cause you, you know, you always say, Oh, well they'll tie them. But, uh, OBU's got, got, um, Northwestern on Saturday. So that, that could win, but, uh, oh, Swasu definitely, uh, clinched the playoffs and then they can improve their seating, uh, with a win over Southern Nazarene on Saturday in Bethany at 11 o'clock. Yeah, I think I wrote them off a little early. I think that was kind of my fault in the fact that they played a lot of tough teams at the beginning, a lot oh, of tough yeah. non-conference games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it just kind of, man, what's happening? Get them, scoring goals was very challenging. And uh, it, this offense just didn't ever seem to produce. And defense, you know, they weren't giving up a ton. But all of a sudden, you're right. I mean, you just got to get in. And it, and they've locked that in. And, and really, conference-wise, They've been, everyone's been beating up on each other. Nobody's yeah. just completely run away with it. I mean, yeah. Watchtop Baptist has only two losses, right? And Oakland uh-huh. Baptist only three. Heck, Southwestern only got four. I mean, so they're all kind of right there with it. Well, and reigning uh, GAC defensive player or goalkeeper of the week, Amanda Forsling, she had her uh, second straight shutout yesterday against Sean, against OBU. So uh, I tell you, in soccer, it's an interesting game. And I know a lot of Americans don't like soccer, but I always do. Uh, you know, it, it's the strategy, it's the defense and it's the counterattacks. And it's a lot of fun if, if you kind of, if you kind of follow that part of it, but you know, you get a good back end and if your back end, uh, your defense and goalkeeper and your mid- defensive midfielders really start kind of locking things down, you can do so much more. And I tell you some, uh, some foreign, uh, some foreign effect here at Philippine DeSanci and she's, uh, she scored on a set piece yesterday, which is, you know, basically a free kick and, if she can bend it like Beckham, I like this team. <laughs> I like the way this team can run. So, uh, anyways, well, I was say soccer's taking off. I mean, come on, with Ted Lasso and and yeah. that Wrexham show or whatever mm-hmm. on on FX, people are getting popular. Plus, uh, Messi, the world's greatest player, playing for yeah. an actual MLS team in Miami. I think soccer's get a little bit. It's, it's on the rise in America. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been on the rise my whole life. So we'll see. But no, big game Saturday at Southern Nazarene. And then the GAC tournament will be next week on beginning on a Thursday. And they still don't have a determined time, determined location for that. I'm assuming if, uh, Oklahoma, if Wachita Baptist wins the, uh, wins the, uh, the conference, they would probably go there. I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know. Yeah. That's how it normally works. The home yeah. team, the lead, the conference winner hosts, but I, I, so we're all rooting for Oklahoma Baptist now. That's, I think so. Let's go me- Sean. Do we mess up by beating them? Uh, no, I mean, well, let's see. Yeah. I think the standings were, uh, <laughs> They're two points behind. So what we need to do, John, is we need root for East Central to beat Wachita. Tigers. Nope. Sorry, that one's already over. Wachita's season is is regular season is over. They uh, beat East Central. My bad. Looking at the date wrong. Uh, so, anyways, hey, real quick, Swasu Bulldog football. Uh, man, tough oh, one no, on the sled no, for Senior Day. <sighs> You know, I was telling this morning we made jokes. Just everybody needs to show up to the game and give them hugs. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. been, a, it's been a long season. It's it's rough. Nothing's gone well. I think at one point there was a team meeting that says, hey, has anybody ever played quarterback before? Oh. Okay, you. You can start. <laughs> uh, we, it's just been one of those kind of seasons where everything was going to be a struggle to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but then worse. when injuries start occurring, which happens in football all the time, uh, it makes it that much harder. And yeah. you feel bad for Coach McCoy. You feel bad for the staff. Uh, you feel bad for the players, uh, but at this point, you're playing for pride. It's mm-hmm. senior night. Some of these kids are never going to play football again the rest of their life. This is their final moment, and so you got to respect them for suiting up and getting out there and and giving it all they had to Swasu football. Um, can we get think, one? Can we get one on the 11th against that team up north? I mean, I hope so. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're, a, you know what I mean. I don't. They're kind of equally as bad. <laughs> It's hard. It's so yeah. hard, Chuck. I mean, they're just Northwestern's a good football team, right? They kind of have been, but they've been down the last. Mm-hmm. What didn't we beat them last year? Yes. And so, I mean, you could argue. I I don't know how they're doing this year. I need to. I haven't even looked. I think they're. Is it? Bad. Uh, uh, oh, it's a battle at the bottom. Hey, yeah. Hey, that's what hey, I thought. Hey, Chuck. Yeah, both zero and nine in GAC ball. play. Both zero and nine overall. <laughs> toilet bowl <laughs> and that's not indicative that's not an indictment on the town of alva so <laughs> no 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 it's no it's at home yeah what come yeah. on hey you just gave me a whole new excitement for this game that i didn't even think i realized now maybe maybe swasu rolls up there with a one and nine record we, that could always happen yeah yeah that would be uh 
Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm assuming I jumped ahead, didn't I? Yeah. Um, Southern Arkansas, the mule, mule riders coming to Alva to, or, uh, Saturday. So, uh, anyways, Hey, uh, we need to get out of here, bud, but it sure is a lot of fun. And, uh, hope you, hope you enjoyed my little gift to you of an actual Rangers, uh, analyst to, uh, break down the world series championship. That was cool. John Moore, big thank you to him and his uh, text. Was it po- Rangers podcast? Rangers? It is the Rangers Today Baseball podcast, which uh, apparently I'm he, in his group. I'll send you the link if you want to join it. He does have great content. And I tell you, oh, I love it. he has upgraded that podcast so much from where it began. It used to be part of Dallas Sports Nation, I believe. And he and he did a great job. And, you know, the essence of a podcast is you you got to have somebody that knows what they talk about, which – you know, kind of, kind of eludes us, but, uh, anyways, uh, he, he just did such a great job with it. And then as he just kind of, you know, ingratiated himself with the Rangers and some of their former players and stuff, it just really took off and, and he's doing a great job with that. And, and he was always, uh, super to come on, uh, with me when I was, uh, doing law dog sports in Seymour, Texas. And it, like I said, when you get someone like that who can talk and not sound like just some, you know, some super fan or some, you know, uh, just somebody babbling like I do, uh, it really lends a lot of legitimacy to your show. Oh, no, he was amazing. I mean, like you said, the fact that he's turned a podcast into a, you know, fully credentialed uh, media member, which yeah. is not easy to do unless no. you are a coach on the Michigan staff. Uh, it's <laughs> it's to get in, the, get in the locker rooms, get the sidelines. Apparently and, Central uh, Michigan yeah. Chippewas are pretty easy to infiltrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the video, by the way, of him when he's trying to hide, when the yeah. ball comes on the sideline. Yeah. Have you seen that? I when he's it. hiding, trying to, he's keeping his hat down, trying yeah. to hide behind, a, uh, like behind one of the coaches. Oh, my god! Because he knows the camera's coming on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I no. Hey, John Moore is great in the Rangers. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy, so happy for my mom, so happy for for the the Texas Rangers faithful, even even all the new bandwagon fans. Welcome. Oh yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah. Like it's it's awesome, and and I really think they do it again next year, like very easily. And yeah. I, by easily, I mean you know hundred what hundred sixty hundred eighty oh, yeah. something games. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, where's the smart money going on Bedlam this week? Oh, I don't know if there is smart money to put on that game. Uh, you want to have some fun, put something on OSU money line. I think that's what you, okay. you kind of play around with. But I, you got to think OU's not going to get out and lay a dud. I mean, it's, it's such a rivalry. Why if they would have beaten Kansas, this would have been so much more like. Ugh. Oh yeah. Now they're they're playing for a lot of pride, and there's still a chance that mm-hmm. OSU could be in the Big Twelve championship game, right? They oh, win. big time. Yeah, the way they're so playing, this, and if they if they take care of business against. Uh, so you're you're uh let's see I see OU's two negative uh, minus two thirty one on the money line is that what is that where you're going with that? No, oh, what's OSU on the money line? Where are they plus what? Uh, let me see. Why aren't they showing me OSU here? I got you. I got you. Let's yeah, see. Uh, plus on one eighty. I got I got Oklahoma State at plus one eighty. Uh, but you can take the okay. six points or or OU minus six. You can get them too. Fox bet so has it one eighty eight. Do you I, like that any better? <laughs> you never bet against the home dog. That's what they. That's the general rule of betting, yeah, right? Sure. I, I don't know. I don't bet. <laughs> well, I, the general betting is never bet against the home dog. So, yeah. uh, but at the same time, I mean, the Sooners have had Oklahoma State's number for yeah. so many years. Yeah. Uh, and but you know what? It's not. Ever? It's not like it was when I was a kid, where it was just a written. I mean, you know, these OU teams when they play OSU, they have to go perform. It's not just roll out and and beat them. I mean, I know the win loss total for Mike Gundy's not good, but I mean, he could make a lot of that go away with a big win Saturday. Agreed. Not yeah. completely agreed. Big bigger question Sunday. Yeah. Cowboys have a chance versus the Eagles. No. And I hate to agree with the pencil neck guy that's on from 11 to noon on 97.3, the score out in L.A., you know, basically a, an ambassador for the L.A. Chamber of Commerce. But uh, he kind of called it, said every three weeks Dallas lays an egg, and that's where it's, that's where it falls on this week. Yeah. <laughs> three weeks ago it was San Francisco. I mean, they, they're blowing out the bad teams, and that's always good, right? Yeah, no, I, I can't argue. But, I mean, they, they may surprise me. I mean, here's the thing. Philadelphia, even you know, have a great record. They haven't looked they haven't looked quite as dominant the last couple of weeks. And they haven't really looked quite as dominant the whole season. A little they just bit. Keep winning. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, you know, it, it, the combination that, it, you know, like I said, if, if Dak, and I think they broke it down, he plays well with the lead. He plays well with, with a uh, run game. If they can slow down Philadelphia – on the you know slow down the Philadelphia offense. That's that's really kind of the only way they can get there, right? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, no, no, I agree. I mean, I, like I said, I'm just wishful thinking. I don't, I'm not, yeah. I don't, I've learned over the last hundred years, you don't, I just happy when they win. So and I don't you, like to get too confident and say they're going to win because yeah. that usually never happens. Since you brought it up, let's go ahead and mention that we will have an NFL triple header Sunday beginning at 1130 on 97.3, the score. And then also the Dallas Cowboys game will be heard on News Talk KCLI 99.3 FM and KCLIFM.com. And then tomorrow night, Weatherford's on a bye, so there'll be no game on Weatherford Eagles TV, but Clinton will be at Woodward taking on the Boomers. That will be on 97.3 The Score, pregame beginning at 6.30 and also streaming. I didn't think you did JV games. <laughs> they, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe they right. should have had Guyman come and play Woodward. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, so uh, that will be streaming on Red Tornado TV. Sayer Eagles host Burns Flatdale City for their senior night. Max Patton and Dakota Gloria will be on the call for that. And then also uh, that's on Sayer Eagles TV. Thomas Terriers, uh, they are on the road to Hooker. Mike Crow, cool. Kitty McGuire will be on the call for that on Terrier TV and also News Talk KCLI. And then the big one, John, I, I guess – one of the big ones, uh, Watonga, as they travel to Hinton to take on the Comets and uh, Coach Corey Duncan, who I got a call as soon as we get off of here, uh, looking for his first win as he was named the interim coach early in the season. So uh, just a lot of football, and we're going to have it all covered for you. Plus, we'll have all your scores and everything at 7.50 on Saturday morning on 95.5 The Coyote. Um, so uh, exit question, John, what, you know, what, what do we have on tap for tomorrow morning on The Coyote? Tomorrow morning on the new Van and John show, we got more tickets for JC Cowboys. We've got a couple guys, two headliners going to be there Saturday night. Uh, we also are going to start seeking the Cowboys. They've got that Swastu Rodeo legacy benefit coming up next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that we'll, we'll have some tickets for as well. Uh, we'll celebrate the Rangers win all morning. I know we're going to talk to my mom. She's at the stadium. <laughs> she's going to be going to the parade that's when so we talk cool. to her. Uh, Vanessa's so over the Rangers, by the way. She's so over them. She's over I'm sports. I'm just shoving them down her throat. Yeah. She's over sports in general. I mean, hey, Texas Rangers, yeah. Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Stars, Dallas Cowboys. You call them a I mean, DFW? I can legitimately uh, say sweep. the Cowboys the weakest link there for sure, but I can legitimately say uh, all four of those have a pretty good chance. Well, deep playoff runs, that's where it starts. So, well, right. hey, amigo, appreciate your time and uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll try to do it again next week as we preview the playoffs. I got you a World Series hat in my car. Sweet. I got you an espresso yeah. machine. No, <laughs> <laughs> Take care, John. See ya. He's John Matthews from 95.5 The Coyote. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. This is the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next Thursday.